My friends, we are going to grow and get better together. This is not about me. This is about us. Welcome to Win Today with Johnny Martin. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, friends, to another episode of Win Today with Johnny Martin. This is a the second of what was a two-part episode called The Motivation Station. If you didn't hear the first one, please go back and check it out. I think you will um, enjoy uh, the first episode as much as I hope that you'll enjoy this one that uh, we're going to share with you today. As always, joined in studio today by my good friends and co-producers of the show from Cloud9 Marketing Group, Mr. Dylan Pilon. What's up, D? How we doing, man? Life is good, man. Life is good. And also, Donnie Cavanaugh from Seven Roads Media. What's up, Donnie? Good afternoon, everyone. As always, guys, I appreciate you being here and um, love being able to share this this space with you to do what we love to do. So let's get right into it. Uh, in the last episode, uh, we talked about uh, the biggest premise of that episode was finding your why. Uh, and I wanted to cover it in two parts because I, uh, what I am hope to share with all of you, I really want you to be able to digest. And, and it's been my experience, you know, over the last 20 years or so of doing this, that if you get thrown a bunch of stuff at once, it's really difficult to figure out where to start. And so I wanted to break this topic up into uh, a couple of different parts uh, so that you could digest what you heard the first time and, and hopefully between the time you heard the first episode and the time you're listening to this second episode, you've been able to actually try to incorporate some of this more practically into your life. So the way that this stuff works best is if you can actually apply it. Practical application is the best way uh, to improve. And by practical application, it means being okay with failing, with trying stuff that you find just doesn't work for you. Um, and try something else once you realize that doesn't work. So uh, just like what we're doing here with the podcast, and this is a new adventure for me, if you guys have been listening since we started this, I'm more grateful than you know. Um, and this is something that we are going to continue to grow and get better at. And we, we certainly hope that you do the same. So I just want to pick up right where we left off. Um, you, you'll notice if you listen to the previous episode on the motivation station, I, sh I shared five uh, things with you that I think really will help you get started. The first and most important is really working to define your why. And then after that, guys, we really talked a lot about how to do that, how to define your why. We talked about judgment, humility, uh, the glass example, and really working to create authenticity. So we're going we're gonna to take that and those sort of topics and, and hopefully skills that you're working on, we're going to bring them right into this episode. And the next thing that, that I've found in my work and in my own life as it relates to my personal growth and the growth that I've been able, so fortunate and able to help others with over the last 20 years is this notion of getting comfortable by being uncomfortable. Uh, we hear about it. It's become sort of this, this buzz phrase in our society today. It really was coined initially, and I'm not sure exactly by who, but it's very, very popular in the military, in law enforcement, and special operations group, this notion that we really need to do a better job of embracing discomfort. We live in a world where we, we, we have access to anything we want whenever we want it, right? So, and, and some of those things are really, really good, and some of those things are not so good. But we have access anytime we, we want to, <coughs> excuse me, whatever we want. So when we talk about embracing discomfort, I want to read very briefly a quote f for you from a book that is a, a wildly popular book. And believe it or not, it's on leadership and motivation. But the title of the book and the author is Mark Manson. We'll add him to our, our show notes so you guys can check out this book. It's so easy to find. You can buy it right now. 
for 15 bucks or less on, on Amazon. Uh, it's from a, an author named Mark Manson, who's a brilliant guy. But the title of the, the, the so you'll you have to excuse my language for just a minute. But the title of the book is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And yes, you heard that right. And although I curse occasionally throughout my episodes, that is one word I tried not to use as we um, go through this journey together. But that is, in fact, the title of the book. I'll talk a little bit about that towards the end of the show, but the quote that he shares relative to embracing discomfort really sat with me when I read the book. Once we embrace our fears, faults, and uncertainties, once we stop running from and avoiding and start confronting painful truths, we can begin to find the courage and confidence we desperately seek. So the whole notion of this book is... When you read it, you will be, and I encourage you guys to read it, you will be in stitches from the time you start it till the time you finish the book. And everybody, it, it, at face value, when you read the title and read some of the blogs about the book and read some of the summaries about the book, you will you will think it is the most negative book ever written. It's actually the opposite of that. It's very honest and it's very real. And the premise of the book is that once you can let go of the stuff that doesn't matter, you will start to unlock your potential in ways that you never, ever realized were possible. And I believe that to be true, not just from Mark's book, but from uh, the work that I've done and the work that I've seen countless people do. And that's one of many books you'll hear me reference throughout the podcast as we continue on our journey together. But remember, when we talk about embracing discomfort, sometimes we have to go through the stuff that sucks. That's where the growth comes from. In the last episode, we talked about the fact that we live in a world now that we are absolutely bombarded with this notion that uh, positive thinking can remove all the ills from our lives and our worlds, and that is just not true. I fancy myself as a very positive human being, but that doesn't mean I don't recognize that some stuff just sucks. What I've learned is that the more I embrace the stuff that sucks, I develop a skill set that allows me to get through other things that might be as difficult and do so with greater success every time. But most people, when they face a situation, an obstacle, whether in life, work, career, family, relationships, money, when they run into that brick wall, most people will just stop because it's uncomfortable. Getting over, around, or through that wall is tough. It's shit work. You're going to get dirty. You're going to get tired. You're going to want to quit. And that's where the test comes from. The real test isn't from the roads that are smooth all the time. The real test comes from when the roads are bumpy and they're filled with obstacles. How do we prepare for that ahead of time? Mark does an awesome job of talking about this in his book. Uh, but also, um, as you live every day, intentionally put yourself in situations. And I can't stress this enough if you're listening intentionally put yourself in situations where the likelihood of failure at your first attempt is high. Put yourself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that with you again, put yourself in situations where the likelihood of failure at the first attempt is high. So embrace the fact that it's going to be brutally difficult, whether you are a fitness person and you're chasing that PR, whether you work in corporate America and, and you have to take on a new project that you know is something you've never done before, whatever it is in your life, 
you can draw a parallel between that situation and your willingness to at least give it a go, to get comfortable by being uncomfortable. And I think the more we can do that in our lives, the more that we can embrace discomfort, the better off we're going to be. The other thing that I want to share with you that I think goes hand in hand with what we talked about in the last episode and what we're talking about today is try to learn something new every day. If you're not sure where you're drawing your motivation from, try to learn something new every single day. And it doesn't matter from who and it doesn't matter what. Just try to learn something. I went into uh, my son and daughter's school the other day and I went in and I had to uh, pick up my daughter from a uh, play. She was a talent show she had an audition for. And so while I was there, I had a chance to talk to the, the principal and the principal's secretary and some teachers that were in the office after the school day. And then as I was walking through the building, I had a chance to talk to the custodian. And <clears throat> I had my most detailed, most real, and most personal conversation of my entire day, including my work from 7 in the morning until 2.30 in the afternoon. I had the most rewarding conversation of my entire day with the school custodian at my daughter's elementary school. And the reason for that is he shared some perspective with me that I wasn't prepared for and that I didn't know was coming. That was the gift. That was the blessing. We can learn from everybody. If you're listening to this right now and you think, well, I have a job where I'm around very, very intelligent, highly skilled people every day, so that's where I draw my knowledge from. No, that's where you draw your work knowledge from. But we're not talking about work today. We're talking about life. We're talking about your your purpose. We're talking about what gets you up in the morning, fired up to kick the shit out of the day. We're talking about your why. So I don't care who it is, and I don't care what it is. Try to learn something new every single day. We talked about the why, but you have to work also on defining the what. What the hell do you want? out of your life what do you want out of your life and here's the here's the tricky part a lot of us can quantify that if i asked 100 people what do you want out of your life out of those 100 people a huge percentage of them would be able to share what they wanted what their vision for their life would be I think most people would be able to say, this is what I want out of life, whether it's money, whether it's uh, happy relationships, a closer relationship with God, uh, better relationship with their kids, a more successful career. We'd be able to define it. What people don't think about is what they would have to give up or avoid that stands in the way of that what. That's where the real shit, the real work of life gets in the way. And all the the people I've worked with in the 20 years I've done work in in my field, in speaking and youth development and counseling, a lot of the people that I've worked with, they can define the what. But then when I ask them, when I say, oh, it's great, we all have the what. Whether it's in a room of 10 people or whether I'm in a room of 1,000 people. Okay, awesome, we have the what. 
Now I want you to tell me what you're avoiding or what you're sacrificing for that what. And then it gets really quiet because it's hard. It gets really quiet because it's hard. Those of you that are listening right now, just take a second. Just take a second to pause, get present, and think about that. What do you want out of your life? If you're driving in a car right now, you can't jot it down. Stay safe. I understand that. Take a mental note. What do you want out of your life? Be specific. Are you avoiding everything else that stands in the way of the what? Or when that thing comes up that you kind of want to do, are you willing to put the what aside for that hour, that two hours, that three hours of temporary satisfaction that might have just set you back a day, a week, a month, or even a year from your what? That's what's hard for people. In my experience and the work that I've done and the work that I hope to share with you, that's a huge separator. You can easily tell me what you want out of your life, but what are you doing to avoid everything else that stands in the way? And I'm not talking about the stuff that's unavoidable. If you're a family person, shit, you got to take care of your family. That's your responsibility. As a man or a woman, if you have children, if you're in a partnership, if you're in a marriage, that's your responsibility. So that's unavoidable. I'm talking about the stuff that comes up every day in our lives that we know we don't have to do. The stuff that stands in the way of our what? Ask yourself that question. The other thing that's been an unbelievable tool for me in my own journey, and I told you when we started this several episodes ago, that I'm going to be as open with you as I can because as I hope to grow, I, I think we all can grow together. One of the things that's become very, very glaring for me is that it's no one's fault or responsibility, not for your what and not for your why. Well, see, when we're born, we're all born with this invisible backpack. Can't see it. Every one of us is born with it. And as we go through life and we run into the shit that life throws our way, that backpack gets filled with pebbles and stones and rocks. And some of us throughout our journey know how to dump some of those pebbles and stones, and some of us don't really learn or haven't learned how to dump those pebbles and stones. But nonetheless, there are stones. It's our backpack. We have to learn to own our shit. It's no one's fault. It's no one's responsibility. You had a really tough childhood. I can be empathetic. The world may be empathetic. But their empathy for your childhood is not going to get you closer to your what? Or you're the person maybe that was born with everything. You had everything at your disposal. Money, resources, two parents at home, a healthy home life. and all. That doesn't mean you're entitled to anything. And do you want what your parents had? Is that your why? Is that your what? My father is my idol. My father is my best friend. I got into the line of work that I have right now in helping other people as my purpose and passion. And a huge reason for that was because my father did the same work. My father's in his 70s now. He still does the same work for nothing. Gets up every day and gives of himself to kids every day and doesn't take a penny for it. My idol and my best friend, that's his what? That's his why. I followed that same career path, but my why is different. 
the level at which I want to extend my why is different. Not greater, not less than, it's just different. We have to really, really get dialed in to owning our shit. We have to become problem solvers, folks. When we run into an obstacle, it's not the end. What's the plan? I run into some difficulty at work. Am I going to be one of those people that walks into the boss's office and am I that consummate complainer because everything else in my life sucks and so I take that with me to my work or my life sucks because of my work and so it's the boss's fault, it's the system's fault. Listen, you got a job. You're blessed with the opportunity to get up every day and go to work. If you don't like what you're doing, it's your responsibility to find something else to do. It's your responsibility to find your why, to tap into those strengths, those talents, those gifts that make you different. You don't want to be stuck in that cubicle. You have to find it within yourself to go do something else. You don't want to be stuck in that job that you can't stand, but you have to keep it to pay your bills. Well, then the job doesn't suck because it provides you that gift. And that gift is that you can take care of your bills and your responsibilities. And in the meantime, you can continue to tap into your why. Continue to tap into your what. Where we are in this life is no one else's fault and it's no one else's responsibility. And once we get very, very clear with that, our ceiling is infinite. You want to start to grow and climb professionally, personally, emotionally, in relationships? When you wake up in the morning, understand that you get to write the page of that book for the day, and it's no one else's job. It's no one else's responsibility. And if that page sucks, if that page of that book for that day sucks, that's on you. It's on you. And life is going to throw you a shit sandwich from time to time. You have to choose whether or not you want to eat it or throw it out the window. But that is up to you. And the last thing that I want to talk to you about today in terms of tips, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, where you can find Mark's book and just a challenge I want to leave you with is this notion of who we spend our time with. Because we all have the same 24 hours in a day. You hear me talk about it all the time. I truly believe this for me. I'm the sum of the five people I spend the majority of my choice time with. Choice is the key term there. When I have idle time or my own time, I am going to become a reflection of the five people I spend the majority of my time with. As you're listening to this right now, I don't know if you feel the same way. That's how I feel. That's what I've noticed works to my advantage in life and works against me in life. When I feel like I'm in a patch in my life where things aren't going as well as I think they should be going or I hit a patch of the road that's rough and I'm, I'm working to figure out why, the first place I always go is the people I spend the majority of my time with. That's the first place I always go. You show me your friends I will show you your future. And I don't care if you're 10, 15, 55, or 80. My grandmother, when she died, she was 93 years old. A month before she died, 
up until about a month before she died. She was still driving. She went to mass every day. She had a lunch group she met with every day. And then she went to a school for kids who came to this country and they spoke no English. And my, my grandmother in her 90s would go to that school two days a week to work with these young kids, most of whom were from Eastern European countries that spoke no English. So my grandmother's purpose in her 90s was to try to teach them how to speak English. And she did that with a group of girlfriends. Man, they were funny as hell. They used to pile in my grandmother's car all in their 80s and 90s. They'd be bitching at each other the whole day. But they were doing meaningful work and they were staying young. So for my grandmother, she became the sum of those people that she spent the majority of her time with. Don't lose sight, folks, of how important that is. As we leave this episode, I want to leave you with a thought. And I do this myself from time to time because it can be really, really helpful. And this is a fluid challenge. This will change as your life changes. And don't be afraid of change. Change is inevitable. It's part of the journey. But I want you, when you get, if you're listening to this in the car or wherever you're listening to, when you have a chance, either in your phone or in your computer or down on a piece of paper, just make a list of everything that is truly important to you. Everything. Get home, you take your computer out, you take your phone out, you open up notes, and just write a list down of the, of the stuff that's truly important to you. It's got to be personal, you got to get selfish, and it's got to be your own. One time this week, only once, pick out a situation that arises that creates an emotional response for you in some way. You get into an argument with somebody at work. Your kids drive you up a wall. Um, if you're in a relationship, your other half does something that elicits an emotional response in some way. Check to see, once that response is elicited, check to see if those people, places, or things are on your list. You've created that list now, folks, of everything that is truly important to you. Somebody or something elicits an emotional response. Go check your list. If it's not on the list, then it shouldn't matter, right? That's the tough part. If it's not on the list and it does matter to you, then you got to get back to the drawing board and you got to really take a good look at your personal values and get real honest about your life because this is one of those lessons that will smack your life right in the face. I didn't write it on the list, but it really pissed me off. Listen, we're emotional people. So I'm not saying that it shouldn't elicit an emotional response. We are emotionally driven beings. That's what human beings are. So I'm not saying it's not going to or it shouldn't elicit an emotional response. It will elicit an emotional response. Start to ask yourself why. Because if it's not on your list, then it shouldn't matter. That's the challenge. Just to reference real quick, that book that I referenced before, it is, again, called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. The author's words, not mine. His name is Mark Manson. It's a phenomenal read. I highly, highly encourage you guys to pick it up. We'll uh, link it into the description. Awesome. I uh, appreciate that. Out. We'll create a link in the description. Again, a huge thank you to my friend Dylan. Dylan, thank you, as always, for being here. Thank you, man. Dylan, um, 
is the owner and operator of Cloud9 Marketing Group. Check him out. And my good man and friend of over 30 years who's joining me on this journey from Seven Roads Media, Donnie Cavanaugh. Appreciate you, Donnie. As always, folks, be good to those you love. Let them know you love them. Johnny Martin signing off. Another one. Win today. Be good to those you love. Let them know you love them. I'm out. Thank you to Seven Roads Media and Cloud9 Marketing Group for co-producing the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever platform you're on. Without you, I cannot continue to do what I love. You can follow me personally on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Real John C. Martin. I'd love to hear from you, so please reach out with comments and questions after each episode. Your comments push me to get better every day. As always, thank you for your continued support, and don't forget, win today.